Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and with me, for the first time in what feels like decades, is Swan. Hello. Hi. I made it. <laughs> Every week, I've got to start like that. Most, most last-minute recording session we've ever done. You, yes. You texted me and said, what are you doing? Actually, what you texted me was, you up. Yes. And I said, not yet. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. That was um, pretty bad. That was pretty, that was pretty bad. Um, no, Swan and I are, are finally sitting down and recording, catching up a little bit. Uh, and uh, there's not really a theme too much for this episode. Mostly just kind of, hey, we haven't gotten together in a while. Yeah, there is a theme. We're, we're drinking and uh, we're hanging out. There That's we go. it. There we go. That works. So uh, we start every episode out with Flying Blind. Swan has blinded me on something that is definitely not bourbon. Yes. Okay. So to preface this, because I know there's some people that are like, oh, they're not doing bourbon this week. And then they hop off. This is the only one that's not bourbon. Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, it's, it's a scotch. There's no way it's not a scotch. Is it though? Is it an Irish whiskey instead? You got me. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, I had, uh, I had, okay. I need to clear something up first. Yeah. I think I said recently on an episode blue spot mm-hmm. but maybe i said green spot okay so green spot is their kind of entry level easy sipper okay and blue spots they're kind of upper echelon along with red spot but the blue spot is a seven-year-old cast drink yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the red spot just has extra age i can't remember who i was talking to about it i can't remember exactly oh no, no no it was with uh chad extra crispy yes and i was talking about the um the Fusion Series 1, I think. And it, it was... The, go back and listen. And we were talking about how it kind of drinks like an Irish whiskey. And I could see... I think I said something to the effect of it kind of reminds me of Blue Spot. Okay. So, I was not wrong. But my brain did something later where it was like, Blue Spot's not the right name. It's Green Spot. And then I looked up Green Spot and it was there. And so I was like, I'm stupid. Yeah, they've got a green. Okay. And then there's two finished greens that I know of, at least. A yellow, a red, and a blue. Okay. So this is an Irish whiskey. This is an Irish whiskey. Oh, and by the way, I love the Blue Spot 7-year cast strength. It's good. I think you're just finding that most whiskeys with additional proof you like. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's fair. That is weird. It tastes like barbecue sauce. Yes, a little bit. It's quite smoky. I don't know why my palate's leaning towards that tonight. So this doesn't have any peat to it. Yeah, Most, I, and I'm not saying peat smoke. I'm saying yeah. just it tastes smoky. Like hickory smoked barbecue sauce? Something like that. So uh, the reason you're kind of getting some funkiness to it... Uh huh. Oh, tealing. Yeah, this is tealing. So no. this is their their small batch. It's a rum cask finish. There we go. So that this one, uh, the nice thing about tealing, a lot of Irish whiskey likes to hover around that 40% mark. They always do 46 or above. Oh, okay. So, so is this at 92 then? Yeah, this is at 92. Cool. Agitated or not? Uh, no age statement. Does it matter? No. <laughs> They're one of the few uh, not doing stuff out of Middleton. Middleton's kind of the Kentucky, I guess, of bourbon. They just have everything crammed into one. Uh, there's some reasons that they all crammed into Middleton, but I'm not going to get into all that. That's fine. I did some research and listened to one of Clifton's streams. Um, but uh, I think it's pretty good. I always got kind of a rum raisin ice cream thing on it. Yeah, for sure. I, I like it. I don't like the nose. I like the palate. Yes. The, the nose, I, as we were talking before we started recording, the nose is kind of acetony, astringent-y. It's different. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, all of that kind of goes away once you actually start to drink it. So here's the important part with this. Uh, most places, not so much in the Kentucky market, but most places, this is the same price as Jameson. Oh, snap. Well, I'm definitely picking this up over Jameson. Right. So this is about 33 in our market. Jameson's about 22 I, I'm extra 10, 10, 11 bucks. I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. Me I would, either. I would be more than happy to have this in my collection, especially for people who 
like Irish whiskey. I think that this is a pretty approachable one. Yeah, and I, I think with this one too, it's it's nice because it, the rum adds a little bit of almost a slight bourbon-y characteristic yeah, sure. of sweetness. Mm-hmm. So that's just a nice, easy sipper. And I think it's great for summer. That's that's kind of the reason I brought it. Oh, for sure. It's hot outside. You can have a good amount of it. I yeah. finished way too much of it way too quick. It's good. <laughs> but Hey, Swan, um, the heck you been drinking recently? Mm. Everything in this box. Snap. I brought a box. I'm ready. Um, I You asked me last time, are you bored with bourbon? I gave you a very clear answer of, I'm not bored. I'm just interested in other things yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is my, if you're bored of bourbon box. I brought a bunch of just random, very interesting, strange, allocated, hard to find, whatever whiskeys from craft distilleries. Can't wait. So we're gonna be we're gonna be drinking those today. Sweet, I'm all about it, man. What have you been drinking? Well, um, I just as of recording this came off of my brother's bachelor party weekend. Mm. Um, so a lot of beer. So everything. So well, I no, because <laughs> I I mean I really only drink beer and bourbon. So okay, I I finally got to try um, the old Rasputin stout yeah how was that unbelievably good i mean like dangerously good for being a stout it's a nitro stout though so kind of like in the in the realm of guinness yeah so i mean it's it's really light in in like it doesn't feel like a normal stout does where it just bloats you and you feel like you want to die um (laughs) (laughs) they're delicious but you you do have that feeling you you really do but I, I I loved it. It was nine percent ABV, uh, and I I won I wanted another very quickly afterwards, and I had to stop myself because. Um, but we we also got a picture of the Sierra Nevada hazy little thing, which is one of my favorite hazies as of uh, as of recently. Mm-hmm. I I tried that one the other day actually. I I don't think it's overly bitter. I know that people have such an issue with with the hops in in IPAs and it just being not beery. But... I didn't like it, but <laughs> uh, I I liked it better than others that I've tried. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't like it, but if you like it, then you're stupid. But <laughs> well, no. So I let me let me rephrase this. No, 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 no. You didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it would have been really funny if that was the statement that you finally <laughs> yeah. came around to. There, there's just there's a lot of of like, oh, try this. You should try this. It's limited. It's hard to find. And beer that every time I've tried it, like as vendors come in to Total Wine for me to try them, yeah. I'm like, I'm just I, I'm struggling not to make a face of just like disgust. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I was just like, I wouldn't buy it. But if somebody was like, here's a can of it, I would probably drink the whole thing. Yeah. I, You know, I, I liked it enough that I would probably drink it. You just don't like beer in general. I, n- no. No, I don't. I mean, so uh, Eric Smith gave me some really nice, kind of hard-to-find beer. He has, like, this little, like, kit that he gets in every once in a while. Is it the he, 450 North? Uh, so I'm getting some of that from him. Oh, okay. The smoothie-style beers are okay. I think they're fine. Diane loved them. Uh, but everything I've tried, I've just been, it's an overwhelming, just, eh. Yeah. Just fine. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of sours. Um, I, I have a hard time with them. Yeah. But smoothie beers, I am all about. I love those things to yeah. death. I would drink them daily if I could. Uh, they were kind of my introduction into hazy IPAs as well. And it was so funny because I just kept going, the only way I'm ever going to be able to get a hazy is if I get it from 450 North or from something more craft, I guess. And then I discovered that there are plenty of other breweries who are making hazy IPAs. I was like, well, I'm, (laughs) I'm getting on board with this one, you know? Yeah. But. Anyway, that was a long way around for me to say that hazy IPAs are probably my favorite beer. And that's what you've been drinking. And that's about what I've been drinking. We had some uh, Turkey 101. We had some of the Maker's Sexual Chocolate uh, last night as well. Nice. Uh, which is one of the best Maker's picks I've ever had. It was good. I tried it at our yeah. meetup. And uh, other than just having a phenomenal sticker, it is a very good pick. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it for what I've been drinking recently. It's been kind of a tame week this past week as well. Mm-hmm. I've either been working or just doing podcast and video stuff and, you know, trying to get the content out. This So we're recording this episode basically like a week and a half in advance for when it's coming out. Yeah. So hopefully by this point, and I apologize that I didn't get the uh, the next YouTube video out in the time that I said I was going to, but my life is so busy and crazy and we have a baby. So Have you physically recorded it yet? I have. Okay, cool. I have, I have all that. I know exactly what I want to do with it. It's just I haven't sat down and taken the time to actually make it happen gotcha i was about to say if you need one of these bottles because once we try them you're going to want more of it uh i i do i do have so i do need to kind of pre-record a few episodes or a few videos Mm -hmm. um just for the sake of having them ready to go uh because there is a period of two weeks where i'm going to be gone and i need i need to kind of have that content at least in my back pocket uh because i know that i'm going to need to upload something during that time yeah uh, so i apologize i hope that video is out by now um i'm sorry that it's delayed it's real i'm actually legitimately very excited to to get it out i watched just the raw footage the other day just to get everything mapped out the way that i wanted it to i uh, wanted it to be and i i was like i would watch the heck out of this video and have a lot of fun with it so that's, that's the kind of content that I want to make, of course. It's mm-hmm. something that I enjoy in and of itself. So youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. If you're not yet subscribed, please do so. Uh, I also didn't say this up top, but if you have not yet subscribed to the show, do so in whatever podcast app you're listening to. Leave us a five-star rating and review in your podcast app. Uh, we got one that we're going to read off later, I think. I don't think I've gotten through everything. Maybe I'm wrong. I recorded like two episodes in two days, and then a third one that I guessed it on with uh, Film and Whiskey, uh, which that episode will have been out for over a week now. Yeah. When this one comes out, uh, we talked about Almost Famous, which is a movie that I thought I really liked, and then I had some harsh comments about it when we actually That's fair. dived into it. Uh, so, yeah. I'll put the, uh, the link for that in the description below as well swan what the heck did you just hand me here so i picked this one. Oh snap okay yeah this is a blend too no they just don't know what no, to call okay. it so okay. yeah so <laughs> they just it's kind of like when nom creek puts on their single barrels that it's still a small batch it's uh, just it's kind of a generic label yeah, to put yeah, on yeah. The front. so on the side there uh you'll see what it's finished in this is oh, is this what I had the other day? This is what you had the other day. Yeah, yeah. So this is a one of one. At least when we picked it, it was the only one they had finished this way. Right. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher this. I think it's called Pinot de Charentes cask. Something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, which I believe is kind of like, at least when I saw it today, almost kind of a rosé colored looking uh, French wine. Um, but Interesting. It's, it's a it's a sweet wine, like a dessert wine. Yeah. Um, and it's finished in that. I've never heard of it. I've seen it I a couple of times, at least the, the the dessert wine itself, but I've never heard anybody finishing this. And we tasted, I kid you not, this day we probably had about 20 different bourbon samples they let us taste. Um, and so when we, we got, just tasted like a cognac, a rum, a split stave that they called it, a couple of other things. As soon as the room tasted this, everyone said, yes, that. I want that. I don't want anything blended with it. I want that exactly. Wow, okay. That's crazy. Yeah, that does not happen <laughs> often on no. barrel picks. No. There's usually unanimous, mm, that's good. And then there's still some deliberation. Yeah. Uh, this was unanimous. I had this the other day in a plastic cup and thought it was good. <laughs> so I'm yes. really happy to try it out of a, an actual tasting glass. Mm-hmm. And by plastic cup, I mean there was no more than what, like half an ounce of a. Yeah, you remember cup when that... you were in like kindergarten and they brought the little fluoride treatments? Those cups. We've talked about this before. They didn't do that for us. Maybe, but I, I know that people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm the weird one. It's a Midwest thing. Mm, like yes. it's I, it's a Midwest and a small town thing. So it doesn't surprise me that in Frankfurt they did that for you. I had such a small class when i was in uh kindergarten that it was kindergarten and first grade and you just took that class twice oh that's rough 
Yeah. So their kindergarten and first grade were in the same room. And so, like, the, the kindergartners, you'd be coloring a school bus. And yeah. then it's just like, you just, they don't care about staying in the lines. And they're just like, you did great. You tried. <laughs> and then next year, you'd color the same school bus, except then they did care about the lines. Like, mm. that, that was the difference between classes. Instead of a big check mark, you get a big red X. Yes. This is a super unique finish. It is. Which I would love to give as much credit as I possibly can to Ari Sussman. Because this is... 100%, dude. So, so interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that they're doing this. And I, I would love to highlight and even do one with them again, if I can, that their barrel pick program. Yeah. Because if you went in and you tried this, a cognac, and a split stave, and you loved all three, but you're like, I like attributes of each, and you wanted to blend... They leave spots for you to do at least three separate barrels on the side of these on the pick sticker, and you can blend them. If you want 20% of one, 20% of the other, and 60% of the other, you can. That's crazy. Um, so, I mean, that's that's insane because uh, I don't think there's anyone doing it quite to that level except for maybe Heaven's Door. But even then, there's this just bourbon and rye. True. That is true. It's so fruity. You really do get that sweet wine influence midway mm-hmm. through the palate, especially as it starts kind of leaning into the finish. It's so strange. Like, I really like it, but it's just, it it's in its own league as far as what it could be. Yeah. You know, like, it's not playing the same game everybody else is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And it's not heavy-handed. It's just, it's like, it's just the right amount, which I think that's why the entire room was like that. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. Um, and it got better with time. It was actually a little harsh when we first tasted it. But here's the big surprise with this for me. The physical proof. Yeah, it's 116.4. 116.4. Yeah. So it does not drink like that at all. We just jumped uh, like no. almost 20 proof points. Yeah. I... The, the the things that my brain has started doing since I started Matt Madness mm-hmm. is so it's so weird because I don't I, I don't ever remember being and I've had to be because of this competition, of course, but I don't ever remember being this analytical about whiskeys. And again, I've had to be so that I know what it is I'm because I want to succeed. I want to do well. Yeah. And as I, you know, I start thinking about the characteristics of it. Why could this be finished? Why might this not be? You know, what's the the leveling out between proof and age? You know, because I mean, like that one in particular has been one that I've been thinking about. I think the maybe the most because. You know, you, you are getting in a lot. Um, if one is lower and the other is higher, it kind of balances out. Yeah. Right? Um, but, you know, it depends on, you know, trying to figure out what's doing more work and, you know, what's really providing the flavor uh, of, of the whiskey. And so when, I, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that finishing and how it's kind of rounded off some of the the rougher edges that might have been present with this one but mm-hmm. also introducing this whole new bouquet of, <laughs> of flavor that i it like is very clearly finished yes i mean it, it i almost it's so funny it, and it might be power of suggestion but i almost get the same feeling on my mouth on my tongue that i do with like a sparkling wine with like a rosé or a champagne. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting too because that in this is usually something I'll look for the to match the the nose and the palate. This one does not. No, absolutely not. But because the nose almost has like a a honeyed almond with like a little bit of almost like a tootsie roll. Yeah, like it's, if, it's definitely darker. Yeah, and like if you smell like a if you get away from the glass a little further, you get like a tootsie roll almost. Um yeah, absolutely. I'm but, actually getting some of that on the palate. Like, well, not the palate, the finish Yeah, as well. But then, the, and this is the best way I can describe it, it's a little different. It's got a little more fruit to it, but it, it reminds me of a Sauntern finish a little, where it adds a little of that pear and almond and just yeah. kind of nice honeyed sweetness to it. But it's 
it's got like a fruitiness, almost like a raspberry style fruitiness that I, I get on it. It's nice. It's very interesting. I'm glad that they did it. Um, and the the funny thing about this is, is the mash bill actually looks very familiar on the side. It does, yeah. Uh, but it, it's just slightly different. It's just slightly different. <laughs> so I don't know where they got it from, but it's good stuff. It's good stock. So there, it, we can talk about the mash bill. Yeah, here, it's, I'll go ahead and read it off. It's basically the low-rye mash bill at Four, Four Roses. Roses. Yeah, yeah, because this one is 73% corn, 20% rye, and 7 malted barley. So, I wonder, because it's not particularly old distillate. No, because it's, uh, even at 116.4 proof, there was a yield of 240 bottles. Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at what? Maybe four to six years, maybe? So we got a bourbon in that was picked the same day. It was yeah. Two years and eight months. Yeah, I tried that one. That one blew me away. Yeah. I couldn't believe that it was two, almost three years old. But I wouldn't, I would, okay, here's where my brain went, thinking about how it was almost four roses, but not. I think there's a chance this could have been contract distilled at Bullet. Totally fair. I because I their their low rye version their low rye mash bill version of what they're doing at Four Roses is similar to that and I can't remember exactly what it is but it is almost exactly the same thing and I've also been told that they've got a nice little deal I believe Ari pointed this out on a, a stream with Clifton um, I think they they partner pretty well with Bardstown Bourbon Company to do some contract well, distilling. It, Yes, I think Neil actually talked about that too when I had him on the podcast. Yeah, so there's a good chance it could be from all over, but it's definitely yeah. it's good stuff, man. Oh, I don't have any problem with it's it. It's so good. Now I know all their rise MGP because D- it's sure it's ninety five five. Their stuff had some older stuff with it. It drinks just like MGP, but it's very good MGP. Yeah. Either way, kudos to them, man. I think they're going to have a long life of success ahead of them i'm curious to see how weird the finishing can get uh because i i I think that's it i think they're going to be the local boys that kind of take the barrel approach knowing how neil's brain works after Mm -hmm. talking with him the thing that i think i took the most away from it is if it works and it's really good and there's a way to sell it we're going to do it. Perfect. They're not, again, they're not playing by the same rules everybody else is. No. It's all about disruption at three-chord bourbon. So if Neil's got something that he wants to throw out at people and just absolutely blow them away. By God, he's going to do he's it. He's going to do it. And he's going to do it extremely well. So this is no exception, I would say. What do you got in your box of, box of tricks there? Oh, is this the one? This is the one. Is this the one? Don Ishida, clip this now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this. They put AW in the bottle. I believe it's actually a Lai Y distillery. All the Y? All the Y? Yeah. There we go. Um, So, this has got so much info on this bottle. I'm so excited to try this, dude. Um, So, this is a barrel strength limited batch. It's going to be 61%. Matured in Four Roses OESK barrels, and it was dumped on 12-30-2020, and it's finished in virgin oak barrels. So this is technically a double oaked. Just Uh, the other way around. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's so wild. Yeah. The mash bill is 25% rye, 75% corn. Oh, no malted barley. no No malted barley. Um, and then it's also a char four from Four Roses, but it's actually a sherry yeast. So I'm not sure what's going on with this. So it's a nickname, the Al Young Batch. So th- what I'm this is where my my brain hits a wall. They had to have included some kind of enzymes to produce the alcohol. They would have had to, yes, but I don't want to even think about how i want that guy on the podcast i believe his name is jake i'm not sure i'm gonna have to get some more info from don that's fine however he produced this he also produced a sorghum whiskey 
fantastic. Did he produce that vodka that Don sent? I believe as well? so. Yeah, that guy, which I don't even know if we've opened yet. So we we tried the uh, what was the other one from Hawaii? Uh, Mahalo. Mahalo. Ugh. <laughs> Not good. This, it's good stuff, man. I it's believe good it. Stuff. Wait, did. Chad and Sarah try it? They did. So yeah. I'm actually sampling this out. Don was nice enough to send me a bottle. Um, I'm, I'm making sure this gets into the right hands. So everyone needs to start knowing about this distillery. We've got so many people that... Sorry, I poured um, a little bit more than I probably should have. You, you are all good. <laughs> um, there's so many people that need to get their hands on this bottle because I genuinely think that Hawaii has the ability to show up a lot of people with some really good whiskey. And from my understanding, I'm going to keep calling you Jake. I'm so sorry if this is incorrect. <laughs> He's a humble dude. He's just glad to see his whiskey out there, yeah, of which course. is fantastic. But, dude, you've got to t- start telling people about your whiskey. This is so good. I need to know every time a batch like this drops. How how old is this? Do we have an age? So there was a misprint on the bottle. Uh, it's it's dumped on 12-30-2020. Uh, uh, but I... Th- think it's around like two years it doesn't I think smell it's like it old. it doesn't smell like two years old at all yeah and it says on here that it was distilled 12 30 2020 there's no way but that that's impossible yeah that's so <laughs> I, again misprints happen it's fine but uh it's cool man it's really good stuff and they they did a, a tribute to al young on the back as well that's awesome yep so pick sticker and everything yeah it's the most unassuming bottle. It is. It's very understated. Yeah. And I I think if what he's going for is humility. He hit it. <laughs> that he did. For yeah. sure. Um, I haven't even tasted it yet. This speaks for itself. Sure does, man. I mean, there is no, there's no fluff that needs to be added. To sell this whiskey. That's a good nose, man. I'm not missing any of the malt on the nose. That extra finish with the second barrel, I think, is really helping to round it out. It's, But it's just, at face value, it's just really enjoyable to smell. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> harsh uh, if you get your nose too yeah, far in there, yeah. but... That when you when you uh, when you're just nosing it, man, it's we're nice. S- we're still trying to teach Swan that you don't drink with your nose. You don't. So I've been chugging out of my nose for years now. Sorry, your beak. Mm. <laughs> oh man, whoa! Yeah, right. Whoa. It's chocolate and coffee. But there is a bold, big... Oh, but that finish is weird. That finish was like baking spices, but also cooking spices. Yeah. Like I said, I'm bringing unique whiskey to the table today. That is funky Mm -hmm. as heck. Sorry to swear, but... (laughs) Put it in the swear jar. Let's go. (laughs) Um, But there's this big, really bold citrus fruit note in the middle of the palate. Because it it starts out a little, like, dark and mysterious. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it hits this bright spot that just feels like a ball of light <laughs> in the middle that is very yeah it's it, it's very fruity this reminds me of terry's chocolate oranges 100 percent. yeah yes it's good snap dude that's exactly what it, what i'm thinking of terry's chocolate chocolate oranges little coffee it's almost got like a macadamia nut thing going on which is which is hilarious to me because macadamia nut is a mm, huge thing mm-hmm. in hawaii no spam though um darn it yeah it's just good, man. What a roller coaster. It is. Can you see why I want people to try this? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm I'm piecing it out. I'd love to keep this bottle for myself, but people need to try this. Uh piece it out and keep two sample two ounces for yourself. I already have. Yeah. Um <laughs> But so 
It's, uh, I, I'm giving some of this to I Whiskey She Wines. Mm-hmm. Clifton's getting some. It's Bourbon Night's getting some. Uh, My Daily Bourbon's getting some. Awesome. Um, We're getting some, obviously, right now. Uh, and then I'm I'm gonna probably see if I can send this to Jason at the Mash and Drum. She yeah yeah, yeah and absolutely I'll probably should. leave a two ounce sample with you and see if we can get this to the Grease. Oh, I, you know what's funny is I was thinking that the guys from the podcast absolutely should try this. They, yeah, if I think they would. They enjoy can this. hold on to it long enough instead of just shooting samples that I give them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. I definitely that's a story for a different time. I'm sorry. I definitely want to get this to as many people as I can that make content. And if there's anything left over, I'm definitely giving it to our patrons. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's good stuff, man. We, uh, I uh, I don't really know where I was going with that sentence. Anyway, Mm. (laughs) I might not be dead from this weekend, but my brain is. What your brain is? My brain is quite dead. This okay. This is one of those things where you're right. It keeps me interested in bourbon or keeps me interested in whiskey. Exactly. I, and I, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not bored with it. We talked about that before. I don't have any problem with going back to some of the standards, but yeah, it's nice to shake it up every now and then. And this is exactly what I wanted when I'm thinking about doing something even slightly different. This is delicious. It's good stuff, man. Oh, if only we could get it here, Jake. I need you to work on distribution. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's my only complaint. That's my only complaint. I'm gonna leave a little bit of that. Do it, man. I've also left a little bit of the three chord, so it's a good thing I have extra glasses laying around here. So one of these things is not unique, but it's just a good pick. The other one's very unique. What would you like to do first? Um, the- let's do pick then unique because we just did unique. Okay, cool. Are you okay with that? Yes, because the last one's the highest proof by far. Perfect. We're already at 122, by the way, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, heck yes. I've been, I've been wanting to try this since you got this bottle. What are you doing? I'm just pulling my headphones and stuff. Can, the we, not break, jacks, can we not just... break my grandparents? Yeah, it's okay. This is the first time you've been over to this house in like a month. And I'm just and breaking like, stuff. Like, hey, man. No, the little headset thing fell down. You're good. So, sorry. Um, Swan distracted me with breaking everything. Yeah, I'm good at that. I'm going to pour a little bit more in this. Cause... You enjoy that, man. Fred Gilbert is the man. I had some gift cards to BHG, uh, more specifically, OBC <laughs> Kitchen. And uh, he's like, hey, did you like that pick? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. And he's like, cool, here's a bottle. So that is that's for us. Freaking I'm actually awesome. I'm leaving that here tonight. Oh snap! Yep. Well, I'm fine with that. Yep. So it's a Knob Creek pick. Look at the age, though. I know. Barreled uh, 1122 2006, and selected January 31st 2020. Swan, I was on this pick. <laughs> I helped. I helped pick this. This that's was good stuff. This was at OBC. Yeah, I was with um, Mark from um, the Bourbon Life. The Bourbon Life, yeah. Yeah, we. Um, it was me, Mark, and like a third guy. I can't remember, but it was one of the. Sorry, lo- third guy. Sorry, dude. Um, but Justin asked me to be a part of it. Actually, I, uh, Iverson might have asked me too. Um, but I, my, <laughs> my brain just broke a little bit because I haven't I haven't tried this since I picked it. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy right now. Smell it. It's probably changed a little bit since you picked it. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, I'm going to let Perry have his love affair. This I'm just is... going to sip on some whiskey. Okay. Right. I'm re- Okay. Sorry. This is all coming back to me now. Yes. So, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. I have 100%. to say okay 18 times before I can finish the sentence. Okay. So... It was there was this one, there was a fifteen year old, and there was one that I think might have been there was either a twelve year old or a fourteen year old that was in that as well. Yes, there was a twelve year old, I believe, and this one was directly in the middle, and I think it was a three musketeers pick style or something like that. Something like that. Or three amigos, maybe some, yeah. whatever it was. One of those. So the the fifteen year we unanimously said no. But like it just wasn't it wasn't that good. 
mm-hmm. and we just we didn't we didn't think that it was nearly as good as the other stuff that we we tried. It's fair. The thirteen. This one was an immediate yes for us, and <laughs> I again haven't had it since January thirty first of twenty twenty, but I um. I'm really, really excited to try this again, man. It's oh, a year and a half later, and you just kind of surprised me with it. Yeah. He's making faces. Holy moly. That's like cherry cola. Man, that pick team did a good job. <laughs> Whoever the heck those guys were. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go get a bottle. <laughs> Do it, man. There are a few... A few bottles, a few picks that I've been on at or with BHG or with OBC that I have just fawned over and have loved. Um, well, truth be told, I haven't had a bad picking experience with them. But the first one I went on was a Four Roses pick. Then I got to do uh, Russell's and Kentucky Spirit on the same day. Mm-hmm. And that was incredible because, of course, Eddie's there, and he's pulling from, he's pulling from the barrels. That's always and an experience, man. It, it's amazing. I still have a little. Please, Wild Turkey, don't listen to this part. If you are listening, just skip over, please. All right. Now that all the normies are gone, um, <laughs> I I saved like a half ounce from all of the barrels that we tried. Or even like a quarter ounce. Got you a little blend. I've got a little suicide blend uh, from that day that I I go back to every now and then. I want to save it for as long as I can. Probably saved for a somber occasion that we don't want to talk about too much. Yeah. But, you know. Um, this, this was one of those picks where we had to go to OBC to do it. Like we, they sent the the sample pack, gotcha, or whatever. So I didn't actually get to go to Jim Beam, um, but it was it was still great. It was still a really good experience. Is that your wallet over there? It is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't just a random wallet that showed up in my house. No, my ID should probably be in there somewhere though. So I'm gonna figure that out later on. Where is your ID, Swan? Usually it's in the front. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. But you haven't lost it, correct? It's I mean, just in know. your wallet somewhere. I'll, I'll look for it. All right, fine, whatever. I'm just gonna go back to drinking this pick that I love so much. Yeah. Um. I've done two Knob Creek picks. That is got to be your favorite. No. 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 How's no. it not? This is because delicious. I know. I love this one so much. But the first one I did was the one that was 13 years old and came in at 121 proof. Mm. And they added a gallon of water to to get it down for the bottling. And I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, but it was the closest to a barrel strength Knob Creek pick you could have. And it just, from, there was no difference between tasting it and what it was bottled at. It was exactly what it, what it was intended to be. Good. And I loved it so much. This is a very close second, though. It's good. And uh, pro tip, if you live in Kentucky, especially the Lexington or just like central Kentucky area, um, if you get an OBC gift card, you can use it towards the picks. That's phenomenal. Great Christmas idea. I'll put my address in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> it's, oh, it's just nice, man. Are we getting listener christmas gifts this year i don't know maybe should we get each other christmas gifts this year i don't have money for that yeah i don't either i'll try i've got a child <laughs> yeah get christmas gifts gifts for your child sorry I'm, kid I'm... i couldn't get barbie's dream house i had to get swan a bottle of knob creek well no i mean th- uncle swan <laughs> i mean if i'm looking back on my childhood my parents like way overdid it when i was a kid now i get like a venmo on my 26th birthday and my dad's like here's 26 dollars. i hope it fits and i'm like <laughs> thanks dad 
<laughs> and that's all. I don't even get to see him. I just get a... That's the bleakest thing I've heard. You might have <laughs> talked about this at the, the meetup weekend, too. Because I think I'm reliving a, a trauma, a shared trauma that I don't even have access to in my brain. Well, but it was almost that is horribly, horribly it's depressing. Not, no, it's not. Just think about it this way. But twenty six dollars is all you get on your twenty six birthday. If, if my dad would have put a card together that said "I hope it fits" and put twenty six dollars in there. <laughs> I would have thought it was so funny. It's just the fact the Vin- it's Venmo. Yeah, well, that's it. That's, that's, that's the only the sad thing. part of it. So I think it's hilarious. I had more fun with that. I took a screenshot and just. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's infinitely hilarious. Yeah, but my heart just breaks <laughs> hearing that. It's just. It's I just, just funny, wanna, man. I just want to die a little bit. Yeah. After hearing that, it's. Uh, I mean, love you, Dad. All right, I'm going to do a thing because I need to free up a glass. Um, I'm going to do a little blend okay, of whatever I have left. And I'm happy that this is staying with me so that I can have this. Uh, Absolutely. Started. I wish there was more in it, but uh, there was mm. a period where, like, you know those bottles you get in and you just ignore your entire collection and just start slamming them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That This was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's great about this, too, and, and it's not that the nine-year-old picks haven't been great, but... This is just better. It's just better, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the older picks are still superior, and I don't, I don't mean to... Except for Bourbon Karma, I know. They, they are. <laughs> I still think it is a better value uh, to just than most whiskeys at nine years. And I don't think people need to crap on that. No, I don't think so either. A 13-year-old pick for 50 bucks is insane. Yeah. I don't think that needs to be the standard anymore. Because there's just... We're, we're Whiskey prices moving up, just in general. That's fine. I still think $56 at like a total wine for one of their picks at nine years old. As long as you can taste it beforehand and you like the, the flavor profile, I think it's worth it. Bourbon Karma, worth it. A lot of the nine-year picks I've tried, worth it. The Kroger pick I got the other day, worth it. Yeah. Thirteen-year-old, still better. I but no, I totally. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Using this current pricing method, I'd pay eighty bucks for this bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I would too. Especially knowing how expensive Booker's is now. Yeah. Which I am. You know what? I am done listening to reps and figureheads from is that a yes is this the one yeah it is keep going all right but i i i've fallen into this trap multiple times now it's usually my fault of asking somebody with the distillery is this going away is this changing please tell me it's not here we are again with another major change that we have denied for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if Total Wine is getting bookers in and pricing it at $98 a bottle, that's an indication that the market is either, it's not collapsing, but there is a change at the retail level that has to be reflected by distributors' decisions. Yes. Am I am I am I wrong or No, you're not. Uh go light with this one. The proof is insane. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> You're you're not. I We I mean people get complaints on it all the time. I've seen, you know, I I've seen even Kroger and Liquor Barn and some other places list it for around 100. You got to kind of twist it, yeah. Um I love that cork, by the way. Oh, such a good cork. It's such a good bottle. We haven't yeah. even said what it is. That's fine. They don't need to know. I'm going to tell them. Yeah. Oh, you're going to know. Uh, but and you're going to like it. <laughs> you know, for you're looking at 100 bucks after tax. Easy. Uh, and it's just, it hurts to see. But at the same time, like, it is what it is, man. That's what they want to charge for it. That's what you're going to see on the shelf for yeah. it. They told us years ago, it's going to be $100. Everyone lost their minds. And then they're like, oh, just kidding, it's not. And then they've just slowly eased their way up. And now it literally is. Yeah. So, I mean, I I can't justify paying $100 for a maybe seven-year-old bourbon. 
maybe six year old at this point. Well, and it's a blend, so that's the youngest in it. It is, but the quality of Booker's over the past few years has been dropping steadily, and the price has been going up quickly. How do you feel about Discovery Series? I think Discovery Series is one of the most consistent new releases on the market. Is it not the same concept as Booker's? Oh, crap. And it's 134.99 base okay. price. All right. I all right. All I, right. You got me there. Okay. I'm just saying like I'll give I'll give you that one. People, I think we're judging Booker's harshly. I don't like it at that price, but I can't keep saying because I used to get it at 64.99 that I'm upset that it's at 100 bucks. Okay. I just don't think that it currently that what I'm paying for is what I'm receiving in my glass. Because the last batch that I had, I was not super impressed with. I've not been one of those people that's bought every single release that's come out, but the ones that I've tried, I've not been impressed with. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm only asking this slightly to play devil's advocate. Isn't Discovery Series though don't they have like nothing lower than like ten years though in around, those products? Yeah. So around, yeah. I I think that's. But it's also uh, another thirty five dollars, if you get it at retail. Because it's technically an allocated item now. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still gonna give it to you, because I think that there is a fairness in that, that yeah. argument. I think we're just this is what is the whiskey market now, and we just gotta get yeah. used to it. That's. It is what it is, man. I've also just been holding onto this bottle like a baby <laughs> since you <laughs> handed it to me because I like this bottle so much. How do you feel about coffee? Well, I'm a huge fan of coffee. Cool. Can't get my day started without a cup of joe, am I right? <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> do you want to go? Be back in six weeks, guys. Do you want to <laughs> go back on sabbatical or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, do we want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. So, it, I'm I'm not kicking you off the podcast. No, I just have a crap schedule. You let's have a be really horrible, horrible schedule. Yeah. And the only time that we can find common ground to record on is whenever you text me and say you up. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So it, it's, whenever I have booty call Perry, <laughs> we can record. I, again. I'm not kicking Swan off the podcast, but I am giving him the freedom to say I'm available to do this either right now or I might be able to in a couple of days. And I've done it consistently when I get time. Exactly. So we're we're just moving away slightly from Swan being as regular on the podcast as he has been in the past. It's not a decision that I love. There will be some changes to the the format. It's still going to be the same show, essentially. And when you do interviews, me getting on and doing the pregame chats, that's not is, gonna, yeah, yeah, is yeah. easy. I can do that. Exactly. It's, it's mostly just I work like 10 to 30. Perry is a kid. He's usually going to bed yeah. by the time that I'm finally getting home and out of work clothes and exactly. I've eaten and I'm ready to go. And it just it doesn't line up very well. And then my days off... Uh, there are usually days where I have something it's usually going like, on in the evening. Oh, you're off today, and then I've got family stuff to do, or this is happening, or I've neglected to clean my house, or yeah. something. Something's always going on. So when I get two days in a row, it's immediately like, Perry, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello, friend. We're doing stuff. <laughs> so you're still going to be around as much as you can. I'm not going to put this as like a period. I know that at some point things are going to the change to the point where you probably aren't going to be on the podcast anymore. Eh, that's fine. It's fair. It'll well and, not and, as a co-host. I will be more of a guest. Exactly. Yes. And you know, we we know that you will more than likely be moving at some point. Yeah, we're looking into that. Yeah. So I mean, with with that in mind, you know, it would be more remote. We do have plans for when that occurs. I still, I need a co-host. Yes. Right? And I'm not trying to replace Swan, but I am 
trying to give myself the support that I need. I think having consistent content with one person is important. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and who knows? I might get to the point where I can do that again. Exactly. You never but know. but you know, we're we're kind of setting things in motion so that we we have a, a fail safe should <laughs> should push come to shove and Swan cannot be the regular co host. And I we'll we'll talk about it when the time comes. I'm not trying to set a set us up for failure or anything. That's not the point. The point is the show is always going to be the show. I'm always going to be here. Things change behind the scenes from time to time. But the important thing is you will always have This Is My Bourbon Podcast <laughs> in, exactly. one, in one capacity or another. Um, but, you know, it's nothing new. We've had to shift over the past three and a half years um, with what we, what we do normally. Um, and th- this is no different. It's just, you know... Things change, life situations change, and you know if you don't wind up being full time co host anymore, we're still gonna have you on. It's not like I'm banning you from being on the show. I still want to have Curtis on. I still want to have Tanner on from time to time. It's just a matter of making it all work. So yeah. that's all. That's all. I'm mostly convincing myself that everything's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Should we tell people what we poured? Okay, so this is Kings County Distillery uh, Blender's Reserve Six Year. So this is a hundred and forty proof. So it's it's. This is the best thing we smelled all night. Yes. So it is a hundred percent country ham and coffee. Oh. I want. I want to go to the Beaumont Inn. I want to get a plate of their country ham dinner, mm-hmm. and I want to pour myself two ounces of this and pair it. And I want to live that life because <laughs> it sounds like the best version of my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you will definitely want to look up some information on this distillery. I've been reaching out to them pretty consistently over the past year or so, yeah. just kind of telling them I enjoy their products and letting them know that I'd love to see their products in Kentucky. Steven Sussman was nice enough to send this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like $100, right? This was about 130 Oh. Well, so, I, might be, I might be getting a bottle of this. <laughs> you, you do have to realize this. They are a smaller distillery. They're in uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Um, and... Uh, that they are a craft. They are legitimately a craft distiller. They do open air fermentation. They use very specific Scotland-based yeast strains. Uh, they've got some really good stuff going on. And more importantly, uh, just to kind of support small business, because that's a huge movement right now. Perry's making all sorts of faces. He tasted it. That's fine. Keep talking. Uh, they they just uh, in New York made it to where they could no longer ship locally. So you have got to go to this distillery. They literally told them that they were going to have a significant amount of notice. And I believe uh, at least New York told them that, no, you're ending today. So uh, a, a, a portion of their business that really helped them uh, bring in some significant income, start some new interesting projects, and just kind of put them on the map, at least for, uh, for New York, um, is, is shut down now. Now, they did just get distribution in Kentucky, which I'm super glad about, but it's been very uh, minimal. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be seeing 140 proof no. bourbon. Here. But they do some crazy stuff. They Boy, have this some, works quickly. Sorry. They have a peated rye. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was trying to figure out how to introduce this. I have a peated rye right now. Yeah. From a distillery. That episode is going to be coming out sometime in the next few weeks. I haven't yet recorded it um, as of recording this one. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. Yeah, and so. I, I believe their Empire Rye that they make also has been winning some significantly, you know, like a lot of awards recently. Yeah. So they, they do great stuff. Um, their Bottled and Bond is definitely their flagship product. Give it a try if you can. Their I think peated it's bourbon is great, too. Their peated bourbon is good. It's definitely, if you've never had one, that's a great one to start with. Uh, they, they just do good stuff. And if you have the opportunity to support them, I definitely recommend it. This is easily one of the most unique whiskeys I've ever had. Yep. Um, 
I love, I, I just love high-proof bourbons. I, you, I do. You do. But there is one thing about this that you typically do not care for, and I'm surprised you've not mentioned it yet. Let me, let me, get, let me get to it. There's two things, really, but one thing in particular that kind of attributes to both. I'm drawing a blank here, Swan. What am I missing? This was not done in 53-gallon barrels. It, that's not a deal breaker for me necessarily, but it's not. But it's not always a recipe for success. Yes, <laughs> for me either. So usually, you know, when somebody comments that it's not done in fifty-three gallon barrels, a lot of the bourbon crowd is just like, "Oh, you're hyper aging." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. This is an occasion where it's done correctly. Yeah, I totally agree. It sometimes can come off as a little dry, a little tannic. I don't care. But it's just the right <laughs> amount with this yeah, one, man. The, it's so funny because I think th- this is one of the best finishes I've ever had. Yeah. Just hands down. But are you about to say something that no. th- about no, the finish? No, I love oh, okay. it. I love, I, I love the finish. I think the proof is fantastic. Yeah. I'm all for some hazmat. Middleton opens its first dedicated Irish whiskey shop in Dublin. I just got that notification. Yeah. We were talking about Middleton at the beginning of the show. That's crazy. Yep. Sorry. Anyway, what is the second thing that I don't like? The the tannic, like the dry finish. I so the drying amount on on the palate. That doesn't bother me as much as it does Chad. Like a, yes, dry, a dry finish, a dry mouthfeel in general is not something that I dislike. Yeah. I like dry red wines and dry Chardonnays for the the um, for the. Matter of fact, I yeah. don't know what I was trying to say there. Their, their barrel entry proof is is designed like the way that they put it in to keep it from getting dry. Yeah. But when you get to this proof, there is going to be some dryness present. Oh. It just there's no hundred percent no avoiding it at I mean, six it, years and mini barrels. It's like you're licking an oak stave. Yes, it's good though. It's I I don't have any problem with it. I figured you'd like it. I mean, I do. I. This is like the second time I've tried it, I think. So you had their cast-strength peated bourbon. Right. But did you not have this at the meetup? I didn't have this at the meetup. I think I'm... Uh, we had so be, much of the meetup, uh, who knows? I gotta be honest with you, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but their, their peated bourbon, I got a, a pick of it. Yeah, um, you did, And That's usually right. they're right at like 100 proof, I think. Something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe 90-something. Uh, but that, that one's 130 and some change. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good stuff. That's right. That's right. Is there anything else left in your little magical box of tricks? No. No. Do you want me to grab something, or should we go ahead and start wrapping up? Uh, 140 proof? I'm, I'm, I'm done for the night. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, <laughs> I, needed, I needed this in a bad way. I needed to just kind of relax and have a couple drinks. and. I mean, I, never mind. Drink but some I, off hours. Yeah. I think we're mm-hmm. uh, pretty well posed for uh, tips and bits now. Oh, yeah. Right? Have you forgotten about tips and bits? Uh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, this is where we recommend things. Super unprepared. Yeah, that's all right. What Do you do? You have anything? Mm. I don't know. I'll go ahead and do one. Hit me with it. I, I just read this week. It was a comic book that started, I think, in 2019, and they wrapped up in the early parts of 2020. It's called Superman Smashes the Clan. Okay, that sounds like an Always Sunny's episode. But... <laughs> the gang, the gang defeats racism. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it it is. If you like Superman, if you love Superman, this is a great story for people. Um, I will say, it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> because there is a lot of I. Uh, tackling of racist issues oh okay of course gotcha um and they don't shy away from the language either that was it's set in like post-world war ii 1940s early 1950s so it's period correct but it is currently non-pc yeah okay i mean like there's a phrase that they throw around a lot to um talk about chinese people oh nice really really hard to read Mm. and hard to digest 
especially with as much as it gets said in that book. Um, but it's, it's just, it's a very solid story and it is kind of a, not coming of age story for Superman as well, but just kind of coming to grips with who he is as a person and, you know, reflecting the way that he was adopted into, uh, the, into America when he was, you know, coming to public awareness, I guess, um, and, and, you know, that's very rooted in who Superman is as a character anyway, because he was created by two Jewish immigrants and <clears throat> or Ju- descendants of Jewish immigrants. But, you know, it was during a period where it was very highly anti-Semitic in the United States and, you know, just trying to show somebody who can be great and awesome and successful, despite the fact that they might not be the I idea of you know american perfection i hate saying that out loud but there's idealistic yeah 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 but uh, he's you know he's not just the symbol of hope or the you know the fighter for truth justice in the american way he's also a symbol for diversity and it's one of the reasons that i love his character so much and Mm -hmm. i don't ever really talk about that and this is not the forum for it necessarily but i have such a great admiration for superman and that character and it, it, i just you know he's just one of those guys where it's like i kind of like i know he's fake but i look up to him <laughs> that's fair you know what i mean anyway yeah um superman smashes the clan it's like 10 bucks on comiXology um you can probably find it for about 15 at a comic book store something like that yeah so I think I've honestly kind of gone over my tips and bits. Uh, uh, Kings County. <laughs> no, seriously. Kings County. Please support them. I mean, like, yeah, no th- there, there's stuff that, that really just kills distilleries and just cutting off shipping methods. And I mean, we have we struggle with that in Kentucky, too. I can't get on oh, master sure. malts or anything and just ship to my house. Uh, Isn't it, that changing, though? It's supposed to be. But, I mean, I've not seen it yet. But just stuff like that. Just kills businesses, man. Especially since we just went through all this. Yeah. Uh, just, just kind of support your local distillery, even if you're like, eh, I don't really love their products. Give them another shot, man. I mean, there's times that I'm like, oh, you know, Town Branch just is really not that thing. I love some of Town Branch's products now, and uh, I don't think I could have said that two years ago. Um, yeah. Give them a shot. I did have that single malt sherry finish mm-hmm. whiskey again recently. It was funny because I had just come off of only drinking bourbon for like a week, and then I had it again, and my brain just did a backflip. Yeah. Trying to comprehend what it was that I was drinking. But man, if it isn't delicious. Yeah. I mean, it just just support local. I yeah. think that's so important right now. I mean, I like just this morning. <laughs> We're local. We're a small business. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, just this morning, I, I traveled halfway across our town just to go get donuts. But yeah, dude. it's so much better to go to North Lime than it is to go to Duncan. Yeah. And it's it's just eh, worth they it. They got better donuts anyway at North Lime. They do. But that's the thing is some people are just suck us, like such a sucker for convenience. And I mean, it's I know I stumbled over my words there. Perry's having a great time. They're if, all suckers. All suckers. They're all suckers. Yeah, but I mean, just just to be just for convenience' sake, you can't always jump on it, man. You got sometimes you yeah. may you may have to drive a little further. You may have to wait in line. You may not have a curbside option. But I mean, it's it's so worth it, man. There's plenty of local restaurants too that I mean, at least in Lexington, that have been doing curbside since the pandemic started there are like we so. went to the social vegan today i don't know if you've ever been there before i'm not no it was it's actually really good i'm sure it is yeah i'm i'm, I'm a very meat and potatoes kind of person i mean so am i but you know it was good. I, like over the over the past year as you know plant-based alternatives have been more common or you know I'll, what is it beyond meat yeah has become more more popular as well I mean, I've kind of just gone. Well, if that's if that's how it is, let's just take everything you just said and push it off to the side for a second. They have bourbon ball slushes at the Social Vegan. Oh, well, okay. Yep. Um, now you gotta go. I'm gonna be there this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was great. Wait, does it have any whiskey in it? Or? Yes. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Bur- bourbon is vegan. Yep. So. It is. It um, is. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say there. I mean, but just we're just drinking 140 local, proof bourbon. That's that's the point. Uh, distilleries, restaurants, whatever you got. Just if you want them to stay around, you've got to vote with your dollars. Amen. That is important. Amen to that. This is a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. Yeah, we're just catching up. Just I'm, happy, I'm happy to do it. We had some really good whiskeys. Yeah. Or bourbons, I guess. I mean, the tealing was pretty great. The tealing's fine, but it's also <laughs> it's also the cheapest one out of the bunch. And it's meant to be a base, either mixing yeah, or sure. just sipping whiskey that you throw back. Do people do Irish whiskey and Coke? You can. I think this one would do well with it. I think this. It's some, like vanilla Coke. You know what we should do? We should do a which whiskey is best with Coke Oh, off. Uh, hands down, benchmark top floor. <laughs> we, yeah, I guess we have already kind of done that. Yeah. Man, we've still got banked episodes from when we thought that we were going to be off for like six months. Yeah, because we didn't know what the pandemic Recorded. was going to do. Uh, no, 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 no. This is when... Eat before Eden was born. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, so I mean, we've got I've got backlog of content that. Let me try that sentence again. I've got a backlog of content that <laughs> I could put out eventually. That being said, we were really tired and sad by the end of that recording week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> backlog content. <laughs> I've constipated got, content. I've got backlog content. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the show this week. Uh, Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm at SwanTBF on Instagram. And that's it. I'm at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show itself, it's at MyBurbonPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and really anywhere that uh, there is social media. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I think I need to check real quick. We might have a new new review. Oh, nope. I was wrong. That's fine. Leave us one, and we'll read it out here on the show. Or if you don't want us to, tell us, and we won't. <laughs> you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, including skateboards. Got to sell some of those. Not for any particular reason, just because I want to see more of them out and about. Mm-hmm. You can even take it and just break it right in half. I don't care. Gosh. I mean, I'm getting the money for it. <laughs> uh, you can send questions or comments to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail for our infrequent barrel ring segment where people ask us questions or send in comments or thoughts to 859 428 8253. Uh, what else do we do? YouTube.com slash This Is My Bourbon Podcast, uh, which is where I do some special edited content and also go live every Thursday evening at 8 o'clock. That's Eastern Time. You just um, are looking at me like I need to look at my phone. I'll look at it after we're done recording. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I probably shouldn't look at it right now. And last but not least, Patreon.com slash My Bourbon Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show for as little as $5 a month. You get bonus content, which includes Patreon pregame chats, last call soon, and early access to the YouTube videos. And also, it helps uh, support the show. And you also get some other uh, benefits as well. There's different tiers. So you can go check that out. That does it for this week. We definitely had 140 proof whiskey tonight. You did. I had a small sip <laughs> of it, and uh, I'm it, losing my mind very quickly. Yeah, it hit you like a brick. Yeah, it did. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and I'm Swan, and this is my Bourbon Podcast.